Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I've got Ryan again. Uh, attention, we have an announcement. I'm back, and you can't keep me down. <laughs> that was way better than last week. <laughs> and also, I got Nick with me. Lay a tangent on my pillow. Oh, man. Make producer this, yeah, you're definitely Ryan right. mad. This, oh, man. This, I can keep going. It had the jams. It had the jams. It's a great 90s soundtrack. It's unbelievable. This is, like, this is before soundtracks were big. This is a big one. Oh, man. Well, I got Captain Tangent here, and I got your garbage boy as well oh yeah so, <laughs> garbage boy so as always we'll start off with a bit of movie news so uh, by the way garbage boy big mistake <laughs> <laughs> i like it one of my favorites so. i do like it actually <laughs> so a uh, big piece of our movie news is looks like endgame is projected to surpass avatar as the highest grossing film of all time and it H- looks how like how do we feel about that are we okay with that yeah i, I mean, mean i'm not an avatar guy so it doesn't it's not like emotionally impacting me right. at all but i find that like endgame a good movie a very big event movie but as the highest grossing movie of all time, I don't know. I don't feel. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they I had guess. 22 movies in the bag, so. You got to adjust for inflation, too. So there's some of that. You know, movie tickets are more expensive, more 3D showings of this. So adjusted for inflation, I think that still it's um, gone with the wind, mm. if not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Just on pure movie tickets alone. So, Nick, you, you've watched. How many times have you watched Avatar? Right, three times. Three probably. times, Tyler. How many times? Gosh, maybe two. Two times. Maybe okay, two and it was a it was a pretty big movie, right? Yeah, everyone was talking. I saw about an it. opening weekend in the okay. theater. Okay, yep. So I, I was in three D, which gave me a headache. But I, I was listening to a podcast, and they were they had a, the guy had a theory. All right, not to Nick because Nick is like an encyclopedia of movies. <laughs> but Tyler, do you remember a single name of anyone in in the movie Avatar? Uh there was Blue Sigourney Weaver. The there name, was the <laughs> name of the character. Oh, the real names. Uh <laughs> was it? James or Taylor, the actual main character. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Nick, would you? Can you tell me a name of one of the main of if, the characters? If I could remember, I don't care enough to recall it from my brain. Yeah, and okay, so you it goes aligned with the theory. It's a of big old nothing guy. movie, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that everyone was super excited about it. It made do you a guys big remember, splash. Do you remember what Avatar beat to be number one? Titanic. Titanic. Right? Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. It was also Jack directed Rose, by James, James Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, right? yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. You got to do. So Titanic are more of an impact than Avatar. We all agree yeah, on that. Yeah. 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 I, speaking of Avatar, do you know how many sequels are planned for that movie? Like 12. <laughs> I, last time I checked, it was five. Yeah, so it looks like there's going to be a uh, Avatar 3. And oh, let me see this real quick. Uh, what happened to Avatar 2? Okay, so Avatar 2. Right? They're getting a little ahead of themselves. <laughs> oh, my God. So Avatar 2, December 17, 2021. Avatar 3, 2024. Avatar 4, 2025. And then it looks like Avatar 5 is... Uh, to be announced. They, what that is heck? a lot they of Avatar five, they, sequels. They planned five sequels to the Hellboy reboot, reboot too, but that's not going to happen. Oh. So, Did they, Why would they plan five sequels? I can understand <laughs> if they were going to do a sequel immediately after the huge success of that movie, but it's, it's been how many years now? Yeah, it's kind of distant. 2008, 2007, yeah, That's man. textbook Cameron, man. He just takes way too much time on this stuff. Yeah, way I know. Too much time. He needs to, like, invent cameras and underwater stuff before uh-huh. he can figure out how to make the And movie. it's a new it generation now. Like, yeah. I don't know have, if they're going to like, they're 20 him. and they haven't seen Avatar. Yeah. You know? so when he, did Avatar come out? What's the year on it? Uh, let me check it real quick. But it's, I know. I mean, it's been a while. I know the thing with uh, Avatar, when they became, like, the highest grossing, they charged more for their tickets, too, because it was all, like, in IMAX, IMAX yeah. and yeah, 3D. Yeah, everything was filmed with their 3D. 
3D I mean, cameras. that's basically the beginning of the 3D. That uh, was the new, the newest 3D, anyway. Yeah, that was when it kind of came out, and I remember it being huge. But now that you say something, it's kind of a nothing movie. Yeah, that, and yeah. I remember it being like Pocahontas. And, so, and I got 2009 was I, Avatar. Oh, 2009. Wow. Yeah, that sounds right. So it's all, it made my blog actually. I, I wonder what I think I gave it a six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to go back and look at that. But it's the same theory I have with Endgame, right? Like Avatar had that big impact at the moment. I remember when I came out of theater, I, I, it was fine. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But did it have the staying power? If I've only seen it two or three times in 10 years, it's not like a great rewatchable movie, really. Right. Yeah, so, I've literally watched it zero times. I, I remember like the Tree of Life with like the 3D little things falling down. Yeah. And Sigourney, the logic between like Sigourney Weaver sits at the Tree of Life, doesn't come back to life, but then what's his face comes back to life. Yeah. At the, it's, at it's, the very it, end. Yeah, it's some problems. Ryan, there, so. yeah. <laughs> problem? What I heard that it was just basically alien dances with wolves. Kind of. Uh, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Oh man! I mean, what's the last thing James Cameron's done? I mean, I know did he produce the last Terminator movie, which was he, he's he's executive producer on all of them, I think. Oh, that's not good. But have I don't, you seen those movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of them they're watchable. I don't, they're watchable. I mean, the thing I'll say about Endgame compared to, I guess you could say Avatar is, I'd rather have Endgame be, you know beat out avatar as far as oh yeah it. yeah so it looks like it's at two billion world right worldwide just right whoa. now today just yeah. a touch under whoa. yeah so two billion worldwide today it's going for it came out it, last week the force awakens on the second week was like 149 million and they think that end game is going to touch around 150 155 so uh-huh. it may be taking another record down and i like the force awakens that was a that was a not didn't quite get to avatar level but it was like a 2.2 billion overall uh-huh. or something like that it's gonna it's definitely gonna beat that so mm. yeah we'll see what happens with that but <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, other bit of movie news: We had the Sonic trailer. Was that the first? That was the first, was the first official one, one right? That's the first they, official one. Yeah. So we had that Sonic trailer that was released, and the fans, you know, Sonic fans, they did not like they the vomited. look. Yeah, it was insanity. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now I never watched. I know there was a Sonic TV show that I watched a little there bit. Was of, but there yeah, was multiple. Yeah, there were a couple cartoons and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. there was one really good one, and then one that starred Jaleel White that was kind of ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Urkel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. on. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that? I don't. I vaguely remember that. He became the voice of Sonic for a generation. Wow, <laughs> this that's is uh, this is textbook uh, Twitter taking over the world, uh, where like the directors and the and the movie company basically read the Twitter comments and say, "All right, we'll we'll fix it." Yeah. But, but <laughs> the, my question is, was this necessary? I don't think so. He, I, mean, I don't care. Do you care what he looks like? Yeah. Is it that big a deal? Yeah. The big thing was he looked like a rat. He nobody... looked disgusting. The, like well, I don't care what he looks like, right. but at least make him look you know. cool. What do you want? To look like. I don't Back know. in the 90s, he was the epitome of cool. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be Well, they're be not going to make him look like the animated cartoon Sonic, so they got to do something. He looked like trash. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> literal trash. What and this we... is coming from Garbage Boy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, uh, what, what do we make of the Jim Carrey performance? Uh, he's going to be the best part of that movie. <laughs> I, I it don't looks know. like vintage it's... Jim Carrey, at least. I'll yeah, give him that. Yeah. He's got the energy. He's making the jokes. It looks all right to so me. So, this is Riddler Jim Carrey? Or this is, uh... is this number 23 Jim Carrey? This is oh, more no. like. This looks like. This like the mask Jim Carrey. Yeah, there was a little bit of uh, Black Widow backlash. People saying that she got a raw deal in Endgame. Did uh, did you catch any of that? I didn't catch any of that. Can you? Yeah, I didn't catch so any of that. I don't know what the elaboration is, to, other than to say that people thought like she was a through line through basically all the movies, mm-hmm. having shown up in Iron Man Two, such a big part in Winter Soldier, that they gave her a raw deal by killing her off. That I, she should have been the next in line to be Iron Man or something like that, and it's disrespectful to the character. So there's no a one cared about Black and, yeah. Widow before <laughs> this. I don't know. Come on. I yeah. mean, I like think... we said last week, I was taken back that that was the choice they made because right. I assumed it would be hot. 
Hawkeye because that seemed logical to me. But I guess, as producer Ryan pointed out, he's got a family. <laughs> so <laughs> it probably was the correct decision. Uh, and, you know, it was shocking. So I think that's what they were going for. So I No one cared about her until this happened. I mean, that's really, <laughs> I, I mean, I. Well, there was a, a huge lobby to, for her to get her own movie a couple times over. And yeah, she so. is going to She's get getting it. a prequel. I don't know what they're complaining about. Like, yeah. they want to see more of her. Honestly, I would just want to see more of, like, Tony and, and Captain America. Yeah, I, I mean, as again, as the movie ages week to week, it's only been two weeks now, we're probably going to get more of like the actual reaction. Because like I said last week, there's so much stuff that goes on. You have to process it a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah. two, three weeks from now, you're going to be like, wait, what happened to Captain America again? <laughs> and it was that so, whole emotional drive yeah. and stuff. Now I'm seeing a little more of the seams on the movie. And it's yeah. all right. I still stick by my rating, though. Me I, too. I do. So- I'm fine <laughs> with my rating. I don't take it back. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a Black Widow even died. Dying. I mean, it at least gave it some weight. She didn't die for nothing, and so yeah, kind of like you know, it. It, yeah. it held some weight to get that soul stone. So yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know, I look fondly on Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson and what she did with the she, character. I, I loved her in Iron Man too. Maybe one of the better parts of that movie, and a lot of a good Sam Rockwell performance in there, even though it was a little bit wasted. Um, but she's great in the Winter Soldier. She's yeah, a yeah. Asset she's really good movie. in Winter Soldier. And the campaign after that to get her her movie, I was like, yeah, that's logical. Let's do mm-hmm. it now while it's hot. But I guess for whatever reason, it didn't work. I out. just don't know what they're complaining about. Like yeah. she's gotten respect. She's getting her own movie. What more do they want? They want her to be alive. And, and, yeah. And not for nothing, Scarlett Johansson is not complaining. You know, it's not like she's mad that she got she died. In yeah. Games. They wanted to take over as Iron Man, though. Is that what they were saying, or uh, is that it was, just it was one of many things? Oh, uh, I don't know. That seems a little odd yeah, to have her take fans, over as you guys Iron need Man. To sit down. She, yeah. What did she become in the comics? She took over. Oh no, she wielded the Thor hammer. Uh, yeah. that was that's something I yeah. wanted. I think originally yeah. it was Jane Foster. Oh, no, but yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right. It was a Jane Foster. Yeah, but that's something I would have liked to see, and it was played a little bit in Age of Ultron. So. That, I feel like that would have been a nice thing to see, but we'll never get it now. <laughs> or I would have loved to see, because when Thor's hammer gets smashed, I would have loved, a, loved an end credit in Thor Ragnarok, which you haven't seen. Oh, by the way, Ryan, Thor's hammer gets smashed in Thor oh, Ragnarok. Oh, no. I, okay. <laughs> that was what, in the trailers? Yeah, that was in the trailers. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I would have liked a little post-credit scene where you see a frog that picks up the sliver of Thor's hammer and becomes Frog uh, Frog Thor, Frog, oh, yeah. or whatever his name <laughs> okay. is. Yeah. All so right. that would have been interesting to have. Ty- but, Tyler well. on Talking Flick likes it weird, man. Yeah. We'll <laughs> never get it, though. So <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I wanted to see what, who's, what was his name? Matteray Bill or Battery Bill? Oh, Battery. Yeah, Battery, Battery Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was hinted at too as well in uh, I think uh, Thor Ragnarok, but mm. I think he got scrapped out or something happened. There's a there's a picture of him somewhere in Thor Ragnarok. Well, so. I think his hammer is so dope though. <laughs> I do like the hammer, yeah. and I'm a little confused on how Captain America takes it back in time. And like the through line of, of how that works and how it doesn't affect it doesn't work. Well, yeah, it doesn't like, work. Still. Yeah, it, again, the uh, scenes I, are showing. There's a lot. No, <laughs> I, I got a lot of articles showing up online now that are trying to explain like oh, the Captain America ending makes total sense. Here's why. And like Ooh. I read a couple of them and I was like, I don't know. It still doesn't make sense to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're reaching, man. Yeah. If it has to be like. If I need a PhD for me to understand your dissertation of why it works, then it doesn't work. It's, yeah. it's messy, but I'm willing to let it go. So. Yeah. What about <laughs> yeah? What about now the uh, now that the Rise of Skywalker, which we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago or last week? I can't remember. Ah, uh, God, it couple seems like ago. it's couple always yeah. <laughs> So now that that trailer's out, we know about Emperor Palpatine's presumed return. We don't exactly know how, what that entails, but 
the uh, idea and the theory that this the whole Skywalker nine movie arc is really about Emperor Palpatine, not about Luke, <laughs> oh, or God. not about the Skywalkers oh, or Anakin man. and Luke. It kind of makes sense to me. I don't know. That would be great. <laughs> he doesn't show up in A New Hope. He's not in the last two movies. Uh-huh. So he or does, hinted he, at at all. Not really. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some holes in that particular fan <laughs> theory. We'll, we'll have to do, we, I know we always talk about it, but we'll have to do a Star Wars, a Star Wars episode the, and just compile the yeah, last two yeah, movies into yeah. one episode. Force yeah, Ryan to watch right it at yeah, gunpoint. So, yeah, and fans, if you want to hear that, if you want us to do that, just push it on Twitter, and then I will promptly disregard all of it. Yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Watch the Wars. Just watch it. Just watch it. Hashtag Just watch it. A lot of rumors about Han Solo making an appearance in Episode Nine. I am hoping for that. Let's see. If that comes <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. God, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Star Wars. I hope um, they play that like remix of uh, I'm riding. Solo, ah. right? <laughs> from the, from the okay Kinect that. game. If yeah. they put that in the movie, I would love it even more. Yeah. Perfect movie. Just leave <laughs> after that point. <laughs> I've seen it all. Oh, man. And, uh, of course, last bit of movie news, which I guess TV news, we had the Game of Thrones uh, episode, episode three. Yes, so, yes. Um, I guess a shocker. A bit of a yeah, shocker. Bit of a episode. shocker. Some stuff so, happened that I was like, wait, Spoiler what? warning, by the yeah. way. But, we won't talk yeah. about it directly, but, you know, some shocking stuff in there. Dragons. It's, what did you think of the... Yes. <laughs> actually, yes. You're right. A lot of dragons. A lot of dragons. Yeah. No, yeah, I could just it throw was, out anything fantasy in the head. It was good looking CGI dragons too. <laughs> a lot of sword fights. Yeah, you're nailing it, really. Those those dragons, they look good as far as the CGI's the go. Yeah, they did look you, really good. Did you good. catch the backlash on like the cloudiness yeah. and darkness of it? Because there was some legit. Compl- I thought it was legit. I thought it was, it was fine. What I liked was there's one scene without spoiling anything where this army goes into another army and they're holding mm-hmm. the fire uh, yeah. the swords on fire. That's a great cinematography where the, little by little the fire goes uh-huh. out. I love that. So mm. they they use some clever cinematography there. It's probably to cut the budget a little bit because it's a yeah. huge <laughs> long battle scene. Oh for yeah, HBO. yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's it was beautifully shot and beautifully done mm-hmm. for the most part. So. I would say as far as that battle scene, I think we're gonna get one more battle scene in this season too as Seems well. Like it, yeah. That's what. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to get that. But I was fine with the episode. I really liked it. I was on the edge of my seat while watching it. I know it's gotten some mixed reviews. I'm fine with the lighting because I know how to adjust the brightness on my TV. So so I could increase that. Uh, I can turn off the lights too, shut down the shades, all that stuff. But I really enjoyed this episode. Um, as far as favorite battle scenes from just Game of Thrones in general, I think Battle of the Bastards is still my favorite battle scene. Yeah, so, and they reference yeah. it in this episode, right? It's, so it's pretty cool. It's yeah. it's very it's very good. I know, Ryan, this all doesn't make sense to no, you, but I okay, promise man. one day you'll watch it and then you'll understand <laughs> no, what we just, were all talking just about. Just fantasy talk in general, I'm totally digging. <laughs> so yeah, and to see Nick, this... Uh, this guy that just puts down magic <laughs> and fantasy for him to be oh, so involved. I don't know if I put it down. <laughs> okay, no, I'm trying to be the voice down. of reason here. I'm trying to reel <laughs> you back into the real world. That's why I chose this movie this week. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, where's the magic? <laughs> <laughs> the, listen, we're going to get into it. There's magic in there, producer Ryan. Some oh, yeah. Sort of magic. I saw it. <laughs> Richard Gere is magic. <laughs> <laughs> that salt and pepper, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, how man. did he even do that? <laughs> oh, God. So. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Pretty Woman. Pretty 1990s Woman. 1990s Pretty Woman. It's a little, little bit of a special Mother's Day episode yeah. for Pretty Woman. Yeah. Little, we wanted to do something totally different than the comic movies that we have been doing. Of course, the chance that I get fired goes up after I chose this movie. <laughs> but that's all right. I'm, I'm, I stick to my guns. I want to do this movie. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see yeah. next week. <laughs> so a little out of left field. I mean, romantic comedy, would you say? Or just pure? So I don't like it. A lot of people say that this is like the beginning of the romantic comedy or the comeback of it. Uh-huh. There was romantic 
Louisiana comedy is obviously like the 40s and the 50s and stuff. But we had like a lull and the 60s and 70s were more like darker movies, darker romances. And incidentally, this script was much, much darker in the beginning. Mm. It, it yeah. evolved into something different. Um, so Harry Met Sally and this movie kind of spark a lot of romantic comedies in the 90s all the way through until they kind of die off about eight, nine years ago. And then Netflix is kind of trying to bring them mm. back. So, I mean, But I don't think it's a, it's a romantic comedy. It's not, it's not really. For me, it's a dramedy. You know, ah, I mean, <laughs> or a drama romance, it's, like a hard drama romance. It's more romance than anything. That's how yeah. I would kind of but categorize I laugh, it. It's straight and romance, I still laugh, but so I mean, there I mean, is funniness there. I see this movie as kind of like a bridge from eighty. I mean, it came out in nineteen ninety, but it's that yeah. bridge from the eighty to the nineties, just mm. to kind of like, oh, this is a yeah. taste of what to get for the rest of the nineties, <laughs> so, as with, far as those comedies. Did or you already say what your go. initial thought is? All right, let me get my reaction. Oh yeah, let's see. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what was your reaction to there Pretty Woman, the woman who's pretty? So. Richard Gere's nipple. Yeah, that was out there, wasn't it? A little so. weird, yeah. <laughs> all, when, we were, when I was watching this movie, all I could think about was like the gerbil story. So like that's all. So, it's not true, folks. It's, just it's not, not true, true right? but it's, it doesn't make it any Please, less funny. Please, Tyler, can you and, enlighten me? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, it's an, it's an urban legend, like the urban legend that Marilyn Manson removed one of his ribs so he could give himself a blowjob. It's... An urban legend. Also, that, nonsense, <laughs> yeah, that's not true either. Or, or, so. or little Kim had to get her stomach pumped because she. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we won't talk about that yeah, one yeah. here, but you can look it up. Oh man, but um, anyway, so the story of Richard Gere and the Gerbil is that apparently he had to go to an emergency room because he was bleeding from his butt, <laughs> and it's because there was a dead gerbil in his rectum, mm. and it like sparked, and it's like this huge urban legend that, and of course. I think it sparked like probably in the mid '90s, so before the internet was uh, at the peak yeah. of where it's at now. I don't know when it's. But I don't know the how these these little like gossip and rumors. Like, People come have about. too much free time. That's <laughs> the line but how do they get steam, man? How does that bowl start because rolling? Because they're funny and they're entertaining and they get passed around. <laughs> I, and this is what happens. <laughs> I always imagine it's a lot like a writer's room. You just have three darts and you have ideas on the board, and they just happen to hit Richard Gear, Butt, and Gerbil, and they just went with it. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. It. Didn't <laughs> Family Guy like make a joke with about the South that? Park? That yeah. Oh, yeah, South Park South and Park Family Park, Guy. Yeah. But they were like talking. About, we want to make a rumor. Why don't we talk about Rob Schneider? He uh, he <laughs> hires people and he chokes them in the in, in the shower. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like oh, that sounds believable. They even yeah. make fun of it. Uh, Richard Gere in a Family Guy episode too. Yeah. With the Easter egg hunter. It's just like, where's the Easter egg? He's like, I know where it's at. It's I heard the I heard the story. It's in your butt. And <laughs> oh man. I watched it before I came here. By the way, so. this, this movie is weird because Gary Marshall, obviously a, a seasoned director, Overboard, Beaches. Uh, he later goes on to do the Princess Diary movies, Runaway Bride, the kind of sort of like rehash of this movie because I had Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. It's it's a weird story that this movie gets made because so many there was a much darker script as we talked about. And we'll talk about the writer J. F. Lawton. He's a strange guy and wrote some weird movies that are nothing like Pretty Woman, um, but. The, the idea that this movie gets made with Richard Gere kind of coming on a slow move, he hadn't really made anything since American Gigolo and basically An Officer and a Gentleman. That's an 82 movie that I love, but he hadn't really done anything. And Julia Roberts mm -hmm. basically was unknown. Mystic Pizza, Steel Magnolias hadn't come out yet. He's been in a couple other yeah, movies, yeah. so he had seen her, but she's basically unknown. So for the movie to be as successful as it is, based on two people coming together, somebody that's not been hot, somebody that's fairly new, and to be launched into this thing that basically sparks romantic comedy movies for a yeah. decade is pretty crazy. And, oh man, I, I have to say, both of them, 
very attractive. They both look oh, amazing. Yeah. They're beautiful. There, There is some amazing casting what-ifs on this one, and we won't spend a ton of time on it because a lot of people have done podcasts about Pretty Woman, so, but we will talk about some of like the what-ifs on this, and it, none of them make any sense. <laughs> when you watch the movie and see Gear and the chemistry with Julia Roberts, who's just like a ball of fire in this, uh, you, you couldn't imagine basically anybody else doing it. <laughs> I think that's why Richard Gere even took this role is because of his, his first-hand experience yeah, with Julia was, Roberts. Oh, really? um, it's hard really. to distinguish what's urban legend or not, but right. basically just he's like, like I don't really want to. Yeah, just like the gerbil, right? <laughs> basically the gerbil came out of his butt and said, you got to do it, Richard. You got it. Like, yeah. All right, let's go. So, it's go time. <laughs> wait a minute. Is this where that Rick and Morty episode came from with the, with the gerbils or the hamsters living in the butts? Uh, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, it is, and I, I was going to get into this, in this movie, I know why Nick chose it is because I watch a lot of Law and Order SVU and I saw like, these are just just like the opening moments before it turns into an SVU episode. Where's there, IT there's at? Some of that. But where I'm, are I'm you, saying, IT? <laughs> yeah, where are you at, IT? But I'm saying um, it is a fetish. Like, you know, people taking tubes and then running like small rodents like, yeah. through their body. Oh, man. Those poor <laughs> like, rodents, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, if you want to go into the deep, dark web, I'll take you on a journey, man. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome no, to the you, internet. <laughs> when I I'll see producer Ryan, I don't really think deep, dark web. That's not the first <laughs> Thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> they, I, I've been around the computer for a long time, oh, is that right? <laughs> and I've watched enough SVU to know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, this could have ended bad, a whole yeah. different other ways. <laughs> but Not like the movie. Uh, but okay, so Edward Lewis and Vivian Ward, like. Honestly, Edward Lewis and Vivian Ward. Julie Roberts, she looks beautiful in this movie. Mm, she's and stunning. She's, she's still, I had forgotten quite how stunning she was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's still beautiful, but I'm like, wow. This is she, How old was she, she in this movie? She is 23 in this movie. I believe he's like 41. Okay, so all right. That's the, that's, the actual, that's the age difference. She's I don't know, real okay. young in this. I don't know what yeah, the characters yeah. are supposed to be, but that's their actual Well, ages. like going back into it, so 41, half of that is 20, add 7. 27 is the youngest that you can date. Uh, that doesn't work no, out. That matters. Okay. Is wrong. Yeah, he broke the rules. <laughs> but he has money, so that fixes everything. Oh, yeah, that's everything. true. Yeah, yeah, money solves it. everything. Yeah, money that's, does solve everything. That's one thing that I wrote down. Okay, the first setups uh, of shots, all right, it's to kind of establish that he's single. He's single now because he just broke up they with his that, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And to up. establish that he has very little time. So the only solution to that is... Is hookers, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, which he gets by that. accident. Yeah. He just happens to drive. Down. He doesn't know where he's driving, and, then and he just happens to get sees, there. He sees he's a businessman, all right. He makes million dollar deals every day, and then he sees this as an opportunity, and boom, hooker. <laughs> there you go. It's weird because I think in the beginning Richard Gere didn't because the script had so much evolution. He didn't really know how to play the part. Yeah, so he was more active in the beginning, and at some point Gary Marshall is like, look. This is a movie where one person moves a lot and one person doesn't do anything. Guess which one you are, Richard. <laughs> so he played it stoic on purpose, and you know I think it works pretty good. Yeah, no, no, it works great and because the like she's got all the, the energy two. and the the bounce off of the stoic Richard. Yeah, Peter. yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but oh man, the, those first establishing scenes though, and then he's just destroying the clutch on that that on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, so man. Every it, time it, it, I heard it, I was like, ah, come on, dog. <laughs> what is the story? The story is that like I think Ferrari 
Ferrari or Lamborghini just declined to be in the movie. So they went with Lotus because they couldn't get one of those car companies to say okay. Uh-huh. A lot of people shied away from the movie. A lot of actresses and some actors said no because it was a story basically about a prostitute. So mm. there's shades here of My Fair Lady, mm. basically, and which is Pygmalion is basically what that's based off of. So there's some, like, this has been done before. But 1990, nobody really had ever seen it. And what's weird about it is the tone's darker uh, and because they make it like such a happy movie, and we're just going to mention, this is a Disney movie. Oh, this what? is the highest grossing Disney movie. Is this movie. a Disney this movie? Is a Disney oh, movie. I didn't yeah, even know this is a Disney yeah, movie. So, listen, we did our research. <laughs> this is a Disney movie. This is the highest grossing rated R Disney movie of all time. Oh, dang. Wow. This one, the and, that, and that's saying something because it came out in 1990. Wait, what are the other rated R movies? <laughs> when Deadpool 3 comes out, it'll obviously go down probably. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's rated R and it's a Disney movie. What are the but other rated R My point was that like because it evolved into something softer and became came like kind of like a, a watchable movie that's like a romantic comedy or however you want to define it. Um, it's a soft R. So, you know, even <laughs> I don't the, know. The, the sex scenes aren't really super intense. There's she some almost, stuff that happens. Nick, but... she almost gets raped by... Uh, oh, by George. Jason uh, Alexander. Yeah, Jason Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. He's one of the greatest villains of all time in this movie. That is, a, He's just a putrid human being. No, <laughs> That's that's the one thing that doesn't age particularly well, that, that scene. Yeah, that was just, a little he rough. He actually yeah. hits her. It reminded me of the verdict, you know, where Paul Newman... <laughs> So yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot that happened. And when it, when it happens, you're like, oh, man. So, but again, the original script, much darker, a lot more drugs yeah, involved. Yeah, and I so. understand that it was a different time. It, yeah. yeah. So, like, you, it, know, you take it with a grain of salt. But sure. it's not excusing his actions at all. We're putting that disclaimer right here. Boom. And what is that? A star right there? <laughs> again, I wanted to do this for Mother's Day. And my mom let me watch this movie <laughs> when I was 11 years old. It's not her biggest offense. She once let me watch Silence of the Lambs when I was 12. So Ooh. that was much worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still haunted. I turned out okay, I think. Mom, I'm still haunted by that. Mom, thank you for letting me watch this movie where uh, Richard Gere gives it to uh, Julia Roberts in a public area on top of a piano. Yeah, yeah. that scene didn't hold up particularly well either. <laughs> he's kind of like, he's a jerk in the sense that like he gets everything he wants all the time. Why are you kicking the people out of this giant room that they're nice enough to let you play the piano? Yeah. And you're like, all right, get out of here so he's I can okay, with my prostitute girlfriend. <laughs> all right, first of all, I've seen a lot of... You know, this this is a trope, you know, the the rich guy meets this like down to earth girl and all yada yada. He was a pretty nice rich guy, you know? He's and so good at like staring at her in awe. Yeah. Which yeah. is something you don't always like the chemistry. Like we Tom Cruise isn't particularly great at that. Uh, I think Jerry Maguire he comes closest there, but a lot of actors don't know how to play that very well. The one that, like, Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born did a pretty good job. We've seen it, like, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have good chemistry. But he's so good of just, like, he sees... Remember, Julia Roberts is basically unknown to Richard Gere. He sees what she's doing in the filming process and responds appropriately, like, wow, so this is just an amazing... But this I'm, is amazing what's happening. I'm just saying that I've seen worse billionaires and millionaires and businessmen oh, yeah. in other mm-hmm. movies, and they make Ed Lewis, like, seem like he's an upstanding citizen... But he's a business mogul. He's like a CEO of this huge yeah. company. And I know he has skeletons in his closet. For sure. But for they sure. really gloss over. He said he was over. married. They touch on some of it, right? Yeah, they touch on some of it. But you gl- they gloss over it so that you can forget it. Like <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure because I think they touch on the father thing. And there's that scene where they're in the bathtub. Yeah. And they talk about the t- uh, that cost me $10,000 of therapy to say I was mad at my dad. Mm. Like some of that stuff is kind of, you know, I kind of like it. What's interesting here is that... What is the movie? What is the movie about? If I asked you what the movie was about, what would you say? 
It's Rags of Riches. This is the okay. predecessor uh, of so She's All That. So it's my lady for you. I, I don't right? know. It's softening. With a, with a softening benefactor. the heart of Richard Gere is like, the benefactor. Yeah, softening the heart of stone. That's what I'm okay, seeing. Okay, so the movie to me is about like you don't really control who you fall in love with. You can fall in love with anybody. And that's that's my thought on it. So because Richard Gere, when they break up at the end, what I had for, some of the things I forgot about it. I've seen this movie 25 times probably, but I, I doesn't stick. Not all of it sticks in my brain. Right, the dress, the 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 scene at the opera, a lot of the the scene where they close the, the jewelry on her hands. There's a lot of monumental scenes that just have stand, stood the test of time. But how they break up and how quickly they get back together, I did not totally remember that. It's awfully fast. Mm. And mm -hmm. the reality is like she leaves because look, I'm a prostitute and you're a rich guy and we're going to deal with people like creepy Jason Alexander's Philip Stuckey character <laughs> over and over again mm -hmm. if we stay together. This can't work. And, you know, yeah, it's the guy being the white knight, and there are plenty of people that complain about the tropes in this movie. Don't get me wrong. It set them, though, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it set the rules, right? And it kind of stuck by him. He comes back, right? Because he's saying, you know, love is love. Is love you know what I mean? It could, it could be anything. It could be anybody. Mm. So at least on that part, I sort of, I admire it for that. This movie gave us She's All That, I think. So, <laughs> it gave us so very, many Yeah, movies. so many so more, but... Many yeah, movies. And technically not another teen movie, I guess, too. So, yep. <laughs> if it leads yeah. up into it, so... Yep. But, um, okay, so some of the things that I wanted to mention... In the beginning, they were playing King of Wishful Thinking. Because I'm the king of wishful... And that's a classic. Yeah, no, it that is was a classic. a couple times, a couple when punk, that, punk uh, re rehashes of that song. When that song, like, came on, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is one of my go-to karaoke songs. So, oh, it is. Yeah, you it is. Really yeah, well done. Shoot, it's like an that. awesome song. I like it. And then there's some other songs in it that really stand out. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. It's got Bowie. It's got Peter Cetera. It's like a. It's like a 1989 explosion of talent. Right? But it, it's very funny watching this movie now the because song. it's like a, a window into the 1990s, all yeah. the different things. It's like watching a period piece. It's, it's different for me, as I've pointed out many times on this pod. I am older, but it didn't feel that dated. In fact, it did not feel that dated to me. <laughs> Obviously, like the cell phone thing was weird and some of the stuff was weird, but at the, some of the clothes, the shoulder pads on the okay. clothes are a little weird. But what I want to say is like, we don't make movies like this anymore, right? <laughs> this movie is for Mother's Day, obviously, but it's also in response to like, if MCU comic movies take over the world, is there still room for the romantic comedy, the dramedy, uh, you know, the hard drama that's super, super successful? Because we don't see a ton of it, you know? I think I think so, man. It's, that's one thing wasn't that's crazy, universal. Wasn't uh, Crazy Rich Asians, wasn't that a recent one? that I've never it's seen outlier, it, but though. that's is another it, one it's where a good it was... One, man. It's a love story, it right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. And it's, it's a, basically it's a love story. Breaking, right? breaking walls mm -hmm. and, and, what is that, classes and stuff like that. But... Okay, Nick, clubbing. Clubbing in the 90s compared to today. So much cocaine. We didn't have anything else. We didn't have no, phones but did and, you like, see uh, you know, that sweet, and... sweet 90s cocaine. <laughs> there was... Watch that counts your steps. You know, we didn't have any of that All stuff. they were doing was hanging out. They were able to have a conversation on the dance floor, and that's not something that you can okay, do Okay, well, it's nowadays. not like a club club. Back then, like, clubs no. have evolved over that, time. That right? was a club, So though. I've been to clubs now where, like, it's shoulder to shoulder and chaos, right? It literally it, said club. All right, the but title. clubs have evolved. Clubs were always like a hybrid of a bar. And by the way, I love the scene where Kit, the beautiful uh, uh, Laura San Giacomo character, she's hungry, so she goes to like the garnish thing oh, at the yeah. bar and just starts taking a bunch of fruit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not a buffet, Kit. Like, I love that stuff. There's some good stuff in there. I did that when I was younger. <laughs> I guess I would eat the oranges, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would get as much barbecue sauce as I can. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But, uh, okay, so him taking his car out or, like, just trying. He's just that bad with directions because he always has a driver. It doesn't, like, geographically pan out for Beverly Hills. But let's remember that basically, like, Beverly Hills Cop, this movie, uh, I want to say Down and Out in Beverly Hills. I'm not sure what year that came out. That's an old Nick Nolte movie. This is, like... Beverly Hills as a character in the movie because mm. it does play a big part with the hotel, the Beverly Wilshire. So yeah, there yeah, is a yeah. lot of that and it does it very, very well. Like I think at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, there's like a pretty woman package that you can get. So obviously it's- <laughs> I get to meet back. Barney and then I, I get to I, think you go, I, know, I don't know what it is. All I know <laughs> is like cool, you Barney. get to go shopping and you get the, the suite with like the chess set. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's, that's the iconic scene. <laughs> I don't know. I don't movie. know what it means. <laughs> Do you think this movie will ever get remade? Okay, so I did. I wanted to save it. it. I wanted to save it to the end. I have two big questions. So you stole one of them by asking Uh me that. First of all, what I want to say is. No, it should not get remade. Absolutely not. You know they're going to do it okay, eventually. Pretty man. You're going to remake the story. Because again, this is Pygmalion. It's My Fair Lady. Uh, maybe one or two other movies. So the story, the essence of the story could be the same. But to remake it, absolutely not. There was discussion of a sequel to this movie. And I don't know. I think How like is that going to go? Yeah. Right. There's like a 20th anniversary. They all like said, eh, we just decided it's not, not a good you, idea. You know Adam so Sandler is going to get his hands on this. It's going to be called Handsome Man. And he's going to be playing the lead. Oh, man. And He's going to have Drew Barrymore be the woman, and he's going to be the gigolo. And (laughs) So, all right, all right. So, I I didn't mention this to you guys, but I wanted to throw out this idea of us having a new segment called uh, uh, Movie Pitch, where we pitch out a movie like once an episode. Pitch out the sequel. Sequel or a movie or whatever, and that sounds like something that I would want to see. Every time you do this segment, it's going to be an Adam Sandler response for me. (laughs) Adam Sandler gets his hand on some sort of movie, gets his hands on Titanic. And- <laughs> but, but Handsome Man, oh, if that goes out, I would probably give it a second look. <laughs> so I was thinking, so ultimately in the end, they get together. Yes, that has to happen. But I was thinking the what if. What if they didn't get together and then Richard Gere spends the rest of his life looking for hookers that's going to change his life? Uh, okay, but I would point out that Richard Gere, the character of Edward Lewis, evolved over the course of the movie, right? So again, the movie about evolution of a person, even a billionaire, who doesn't need to change, but does because he, this 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 force of uh, personality exactly uh, no Vivian no changed and, and it was it was julia roberts character vivian who kind of helped like cat was the catalyst for his change She's and so i'm just saying i'm just saying that him looking for love or looking for that person that's going to complete him if it wasn't julia roberts then he would just spend the next couple of years going to the streets and saying hey i'm a rich billionaire and i'm looking for someone that's gonna soften my heart of stone is that you <laughs> on this red wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to call you they, Vivian from now on. <laughs> for, for sure, in the original ending, they do not end up together. Uh, really? Again, they, because of their chemistry in the movie, they mm-hmm. change it, like we said, right? So their chemistry led to it becoming a softer film overall. Now, okay. so, I've wow. never seen this movie before, and this is my first and time watching it. And when I was watching it, towards the end, I'm just like, are they not going to end up together? And then I remembered, wait, yeah. this is a 90s movie. <laughs> you know, this is what, you know, apparently Listen, said all the tropes. Set. It so. must have been love, but it's over now. You yeah. Know? That's a great moment. <laughs> I, I just didn't like the quickness of it, but it's beautiful because he's he's afraid of heights. He, what, but the trope in the movie the whole time is like, why do you go to the penthouse? Why do you... Uh, 
go to, you know, why are we going to the opera? Or like, why do we sit so high up at the opera? Because it's the best. That's why. And mm-hmm. I'm rich and all I ever want is the best of everything. So when he goes to get her at the end, she's ah, at the top boy. floor. <laughs> yeah, it was, and he's just... like, it had to be the top. And she's like, it's <laughs> the best. You know, like, it's a good no, but moment. It's, it's a little cheesy. It's, <laughs> it's funny. No, and I get it. But it was just like his build up for this, that scene. Like, <laughs> all these small things. And, and it wasn't subtle. Come on, man. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It was nice, but it's very corny. <laughs> well, corny for today, maybe. But right. again, like I'm okay with corny, and and I come out of the '90s, so it doesn't bother me that much. This movie, let's get into specifics a little bit. The movie cost 14 million to make. Now, in the '90s, that's probably fairly substantial, but not insane, right? Yeah, yeah. It makes 178 US, 285 globally for 485 million dollar. We already said highest grosses rated rating our Disney movie of all time, right? Adjusted for inflation, it's around 600 million. Uh, it was weird. Like when we when I researched this, I went to Rotten Tomatoes. The Rotten Tomatoes score is not super friendly to this. <laughs> I think when it first came out, uh, I'm gonna rewrite the review, so I didn't want to go back and read too many reviews. Yeah, Metacritic there were a score couple, is not that great. Yeah, either. the scores aren't super super great. Um, but my buddy Roger Ebert came through and gave it like a three and a half out of four, which is high for him. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, and I don't normally like Ebert, so that was pretty shocking. So <laughs> I think the only initial, if he sides with me. Yeah. The, the initial reaction to this movie wasn't super great was my Mm -hmm. point but the people loved it so they continued on watching it and over time the stories evolved I think uh, one of the one of the hit hit jobs on it was uh, Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly at the time He's a jerk off anyway. I never write read him. <laughs> but in any case, he came back and apologized years later for giving it such a bad review. Mm. Uh, and, and most of like what that script is, and and the and the writer is J. F. Lawton. Just to get into his, some of his other work, he wrote Under Siege and Under Siege Two. Oh, those uh, are good movies, th- man. Those are all right. The <laughs> first one's pretty good. That, the second uh, one, uh... it wasn't Jacques Lafon. Damn, it's the other one. The other uh, one, Steven Seagal. Uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he wrote Chain Reaction, which was that really crappy uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. We've mentioned that on the pod before for some reason, uh, and really nothing else. So, you know, I just I wonder, like, what how many evolutions of the script this thing went through Mm. and how much of the story changed as they were filming it? Because there are some deleted scenes that are a little bit darker. If you go on YouTube, Mm. uh, you can find them. He gets Uh, further in the rape. No, actually, a lot of it was about drugs. Like she was addicted to drugs. Kim Mm -hmm. was addicted to drugs. Yeah, I I did. I saw something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I I like the scene where he's like, oh, you're into drugs. Get out of here and stuff. And ended up being floss. Uh, Initially in the script, that was supposed to be cocaine, but she changed it. So. Which is good. I yeah. thought it was a, a, a good scene. But it's funny because, honestly, I think this movie is just making Richard Gere's character out as a fetishist. Like, he wants to watch... <laughs> Quiet fetishist? Yeah, yeah. He wants to watch her, like, floss, and he wants to have sex in public. And <laughs> is this Fifty Shades of Grey? It was kind of weird. He's the predecessor yeah. of and Fifty Shades of Grey, everything. And he's, he's a risk junkie. He gets off of, like, bringing this hooker to this high-stakes business proposition. Come on, man. It's just setting him there, up as a fetishist. There definitely <laughs> is some of that. I wonder, like, what's the what's the evolution from the point where, like, because it's very, very early in the movie where, like, he breaks up with the girlfriend, I guess, over the phone, right? And he's kind of, like, broken at that cocktail party and leaves sort of angrily. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's sort of, like, a lost soul, maybe issues with his dad or whatever. So I wonder, like, you know, he gets pretty far in this film in terms of, like, how he changes over time. True, I wonder how true. much of that is earned. But again... You know, if you've been old for a while and you have fallen in love, fallen out of love, hard breakups and stuff, these things like they scar you and they emotionally impact you enough to change the trajectory of your life, basically. So at least I buy that part of it. This took place over a week. 
Seven uh, days, right? Yeah, yeah, one yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. For that's one a week. lot that's, of change listen, in a week. In 1990, <laughs> three grand for a week. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She was she was really like throwing out low numbers, and then let's talk about her, right? Because this is a this is a star making performance, maybe unlike any other in cinema, cinematic. Okay, history, all right, right, all right, all right. So she has to be. Uh, kind of slutty, right? She's a prostitute. Yeah. She has to be super vulnerable, and she has to be kind of funny and and screwy and goofball. Yeah, and, yeah. And a lot of times in short segments of time, watch the opera scene where like she's goofing off with the broken glasses. Oh, these things are broken, and then she's crying. Uh, that that opera is La Triviata, which is about. Uh, a prostitute who falls in love with a wealthy man. Pretty they don't woman. overplay that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't overplay it, but that's the opera. But like, there's there's so much that she does in this movie. And again, she's not like a known commodity at the time. She's nominated for the Oscar. She loses to Kathy Bates for Misery. Ooh. In retrospect, well, yeah. I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know about that. Richard Gere, I don't think it's nominated for an Oscar. I think he wins a Golden Globe. Uh, but his performance, like I said, kind of stoic, so it's not on really and the same. But yeah, I, I did like her performance. She does play her character well. The fidgeting, the, the yeah. awkwardness, the seduction that she was doing. Let's you cop know. a squat. Like, she changes from, you know. Yeah, yeah. But when, you know, she's supposed to be like, uh, she's supposed to be a prostitute and all that, and she's done this enough times. And that, that whole scene when they first, like, you know, get started or when uh, the first night she's watching I Love Lucy or whatever. And a then, redhead. I mean, again, like there's shades of I Love Lucy in her performance. right? Yeah, yeah. So I like that that's no, a nod. All the things they steal from, they sort of nod to. So I, I give them credit for that. And I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought it was funny. But I also thought it was very cringy and very awkward where she's like slowly unbuttoning his shirt. That was and, a little and, awkward. It is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. All the sex stuff is a little weird. Right. Uh-huh. But again, like. I was surprised that it wasn't like I thought maybe the sex scenes were like a little more they were going to be more uncomfortable. It's pretty mm-hmm. light. It's all pretty light. And like when when she when he walks in the room and she's wearing just the tie, it's a great moment. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like it's kind of innocent for how <laughs> sexy the moment is supposed to be. Right. And it shows her being more comfortable with doing that thing. Yeah. And the first time, it's just very weird and awkward. But I don't know. Some of some of those sex scenes, like when they're on the piano, and then he does that weird thing where he like strokes her chest. It's a little weird. Yeah. That is like, a little weird. Come yeah. on, Richie Gear. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. either not, one of you. <laughs> not super smooth, I would say, but that's all right. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, three thousand dollars from nineteen ninety to two thousand eighteen is. Five thousand seven hundred sixty-three dollars. Oh, right. okay. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, okay. It's a great moment where she says, "I would have stayed for two, and he's like, "I would have paid four. Oh, yeah. Their banter. <laughs> so, by the way, it's a little known. Uh, oh, it's, it's common knowledge, basically. But when they close the jewelry box on her hand right yeah. before the yeah. opera, and improvised. She, oh, yeah. really? And, and, and the reason that's the that's the famous Julia Roberts laugh, right? That is a, a real, Such an a real ugly reaction. Laugh. Laugh. Yeah, a real. It's a real reaction to something that happened in real life. It's not fake. Such an ugly laugh. Oh, it's great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> It's hard to leave that movie and not be a little bit in love with Julia Roberts. Come no, on. Oh, yeah, no. And, <laughs> and I fell in love it, with her. So. Yeah, no, and again, good. the layers you have to, because like, think about the lawyer Stucky. He's like, you're a prostitute. I'm going to treat you exactly like what you are. You're a prostitute. You're not a real woman. I think he says it outright in the movie. She gives it so many layers that you're like, this is, these are just normal people, you know, and, and they all have feelings and dreams, you know. What's the line in the beginning of the movie? is Hollywood, man. What's your dream? Yeah, and, and then it closes the at the end with, with the same yeah. thing, right? So, uh, I don't boo. Know. Uh, I kind of rolled right. my eyes at that. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> but then again, like, I have to look at it in the time. This movie set up those tropes, and I understand. It's the beginning of it, yeah, right? This yeah. is like the birth of so many of those tropes. <laughs> oh, God. Just looking at it what? and seeing all the other movies that come afterwards. Yeah, yeah. 
version. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's the first movie that did this. Um, but what is the idea behind? Like, what did you guys think of the shopping moment? Oh. Now we all know the, the big mistake uh, thing is a big yeah, deal. Like, that's yeah. obviously lived on in Twitter and memes and what have you. But... So I've I, I only know about that scene because of my wife. She's a huge The Office fan, and when it happens to Dwight, when he's trying to buy this statue of a wizard, oh, <laughs> that's and right. he has beet juice on his hands and stuff, and they think it's blood, and they have this whole pretty woman transformation. <laughs> that's the only scene By that I way, knew of pretty woman because of my wife. That's the of a classic that stands the test of time oh, when you're yeah. stealing from it years and years later on sitcoms. It was know? better yeah. in The Office. Yeah. No, no, it's great. Not, hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> great, big great, mistake. Th- those, those two blondes with the shoulder pads, great bitch faces. You know, like, they just look at her like, what is this lady doing? Oh, yeah, no, and it's that just dessert situation. Yeah. You know, they treated me like crap, so she's I'm going to emotion. show them. That's where you first see Hector Elizondo really shine when right. she pulls out the wads of money and she's like, I got this money and no one's helping me and like, there's some emotion there that like I think still holds up for me anyway when you're mm-hmm. watching the movie. Okay, so in the movie she's supposed to be 23. Is that I don't know. I don't know. I just know in real life she was 23. I'm because not sure how old the character is supposed to be. It makes sense that that'd be her real age in the, yeah. or in the movie. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so uh, what I'm saying, though, is is she a caveman or something? Her intelligence is all over the place. There's sometimes... Well, they uh, talk a little bit. She comes from Georgia, from a car family, brothers or something, I think she mentioned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know, but there was but... some like social cues that I feel like you should be able to pick up by 23. Tyler, <laughs> I'm not going to disclose what your age is <laughs> on this uh, podcast, <laughs> but I'm saying that you're a pretty well adjusted individual <laughs> and I don't by, know. By the way, let me just do shouts to the escargot scene. Oh yeah. Why does Edward order escargot especially in shell because you can get it in a portobello mushroom. It's much better by the way. But <laughs> I'm just saying like why do you order that when when the lady you brought to the restaurant clearly won't know how to eat it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a mistake. Like, I don't know. There's, 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 there's a, yeah, slippery there's, little suckers. There's a level, <laughs> a level a of scene, class but... that I feel that she should have but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe it speaks to your fetish judgment. thing where yeah. he's like pushing her on purpose <laughs> yeah, just to see exactly. how she reacts. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But okay, when she gives Barney this huge wad of cash. Come on, that's something that a five-year-old would do. That you don't fold it. What's well, up with that? She does. She does say she only got to the eleventh grade, she and that was that. it. And oh. I guess she's been prostituting for like five years or something, or I don't know how long she's been prostituting ah, for. I don't know, so, man. You know, but, I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just saying I don't want her to be written as an idiot. Don't kind of insult my or her intelligence. But that's like, the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that uh, like they're courting in the very beginning when he pulls over? Over and talks to her like was that legit for you that she would just get in the car when she's like you're gonna charge me for directions and she's like honey I can do whatever I want I ain't lost yeah <laughs> and she's like for that 20 was good. I'll just, good. she just gets in I think that's somewhat realistic I yeah think no that's, and I'm that, okay with it. Yeah. that's clever yeah. that's smart and then with her not knowing how to act in front of certain people I'm like yeah. come on dog you can't read the situation what's going on <laughs> what I really like is when she leaves the money for uh, Kit and then Kit comes to pick it up and she's just like uh, she steals a line or actually the Big Lebowski steals a line from her where she's like for 75 grandpa you can uh, I'll, I'll give you oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for another 50 your wife can watch yeah. or whatever. It's, it's like amazing 50, right 50 for you grandpa 75 and your yeah, wife can watch writing, it uh, <laughs> years later Tara Reid and Big Lebowski steals it it's amazing and there definitely there are good scenes there are moments that really made me smirk made me laugh and, and I thought they were very enjoyable and wholesome it's like a little picture in time I, I feel looking at this movie yeah I, I think that she 
for I mean, for me, I I watched Julia Roberts her whole career, right? So I saw Mystic Pizza. I think I even saw Mystic Pizza before I saw this movie. So I saw her right from the beginning, and she's made a lot of bad movies, frankly. Like if you really go through her IMDb page, she's made obviously Aaron Brockovich. I think she won the Oscar for. She's done a lot of great stuff. She made a couple. Uh, Charlie Wilson's War is a great performance with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts basically are like king and queen of the '90s, right? Mm. So, but. To see, like, the birth of where it all started, and let's not forget, Julie Roberts had, like, a weird, like, social, but pre-Twitter, but, like, a weird, like, uh, public life where, like, she leaves Kiefer Sutherland for Jason Patrick at the wedding altar. It's a little play on the Runaway Bride later. The Lyle Lovett thing. I mean, all this stuff. And this is, like, again, like, People Magazine, all the tabloids. She Mm -hmm. was, like, a big deal. Even when she was making bad movies, people still cared about She was America's Sweetheart, man. She was America's Sweetheart. They made a movie about it, right? John Cusack's not a very good one. But uh, (laughs) in any case, like, it's, it's, you can see it in a way that I think, I was surprised that, like, how well it held up. I knew that she was a, a force of personality. I watch it again. I see the chemistry she has and uh, just her magnanimity on, on, in this movie. And it's like, yeah, they just knew it right away that once she's on camera, this is a star and she's going to take over for the next 20 years, basically. One thing I would like to mention is like how there's a big change between the 90s and today. People are very were much more like trusting and kind. Yeah. To, like, but I think that's true. Yeah. It really was. People are much more in their caves now. Yeah. Yeah. And they stay in the bubble that? and they don't come out. So all of the hotel workers like it was funny because I felt like it was a family. Shouts to the elevator guy. Oh, yeah. The ele- oh, yeah. Elevator. Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, he's unbelievable. <laughs> Dennis, the elevator guy, uh, the driver, I forget his name. Daryl. Daryl, yes, okay. <laughs> Which, and by then, the way, great moment Hector Elizondo's like, Daryl took her home. That's yeah. just saying, like, he knows where she's at. And <laughs> and Barney, like, oh, he's yeah. playing, he was like he's a so proud good. dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and him, like, and, and hooking you know it up for her to buy a dress right. from, uh, I forget her name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forget her name too, but it was, and that's a great cocktail dress. Like, we'll talk, We maybe we should rank the dresses because there's four or five. Like, uh, like, ooh, I, I didn't know. really it's like that dress. We tried to get. Twilight, uh, uh, the red one. Twilight expert Carla on this podcast. <laughs> no, my her, my but... wife, she was watching it with me, and <laughs> Did she, she enjoy was, it. She enjoyed it, but the that black dress with the things on her uh, shoulders, she didn't like it. it. Had a little choker. Oh yeah, uh, that's the first one. Yeah, that's, that's the, the first, first one. one. Uh-huh. She didn't like it. She thought that was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one. I think I like the uh, opera dress probably. Yeah, the opera dress was yeah. really nice. Uh-huh. That was the red one. That was the red one, right? Yes, yes, yeah, the red one's probably the best one. That's the that's the famous. So we are talking dresses. All right, I didn't think we were gonna get into it. Hey, I know my I know my dress. I, wanna, wanna, wanna I know say, 27 dresses, the movie. I, 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 that's, that's actually, that movie's not bad. I've seen uh, that one's not that bad either. Catherine so. Heigl, right? Catherine Heigl? Yeah, uh, James, James, uh, Ma- yeah, Cyclops, Marsden. Right? James yeah, Marsden, Cyclops. Catherine Heigl. And He's good on Westworld, by the way. One guy. What is his name? I forget who the other guy He's is. He's done a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah. I it'll, really, it'll come to me. Yeah. But what I want to do is give Hector Elizondo another nod, right? If you watch it, I, again, one of the things I hadn't remembered was... The difference between Edward talking to uh, his character, the Hector Elizondo character, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, Barney. Uh, Barney. Oh, Barney, Barney. Thompson, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, so he's the hotel manager. And then when she talks to him, and like they have a great chemistry between them, mm. and Edward is all business when he talks to him. He's just like, what are you doing? You know, Get out of my way. Mm. Uh, but there's the moment at the end, obviously, when he's like, it's hard to give back something so beautiful, right? Or whatever. That's a, It's a nice moment. Yeah. And, and again, uh, shouts to the casting. Uh, casting uh, was Catherine, I, forget, I can't say her last name, but she had a hard process because there were so many uh, people in line for these different parts and the script had changed so many times. The casting all the way throughout. Larry Miller as the guy at the shop um, and Laura San Giacomo as her buddy. Mm. I think uh, who was in line to play that part? There was somebody in line to play the Laura San Giacomo part. That, oh, Demi Moore. 
was oh, almost going to really? be there. Okay. So because it was a much bigger part in the original script, mm-hmm. I think as it got whittled down, she obviously made the right choice. But I know Molly Ringwald. She she was going to be. At, yeah. yeah, she yeah. looked at the script, didn't want to do. She about declined a because it was a. Pro- yeah. She, she later said like that was a mistake. It was I should a big have done regret it. right there. Yeah. Jodie and... Foster was very close. Oh yeah. Winona Ryder. She was too young. Michelle Pfeiffer kicked the tires on it. Daryl Hannah kicked the tires on it. Mm-hmm. Um. So and then on the Edward part, this thing is just out of whack. Al Pacino, which makes no Whoa. sense. Julia Roberts <laughs> is solid like five nine, five ten. Pretty woman. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? And then Burt Reynolds, that just would have been oh, creepy. Oh, yeah, that would have been. In the darker one, maybe that works, but like right. in the regular movie, I don't know about that. Daniel you Day suck Lewis. Up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me, to her. <laughs> Denzel Washington was in line for it. Uh, and, and Christopher Reeve at one point was in line for it. I mean, Whoa, I don't know how much all of it's true. Really but interesting. The one that I actually like, and I, I love that movie, Dave. Um, Kevin Klein was oh, in line yeah. Edward. I think he could have done it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. He would he would have not been able to do stoic as well as Richard Gere. And I think you actually needed that stoic mm-hmm. to, to juxtapose. But uh, you know, that's the only one I think that's logical. Sylvester Stallone was close. Ooh. Imagine that movie, right? Does that oh, work? I don't no, that, that doesn't. That, does, that sounds know. terrible. <laughs> I've everything you said. Denzel's the one I could see that could probably pull it off. But I don't think the '90s is ready for a black man and a white woman. Be, you know what I mean? In that kind of situation, that <laughs> yeah, was a different time. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think they were quite they, ready for that right now. They uh, had know. a. They made a movie called Jungle Fever, and it was like a big showcase of it. So yeah, it's a good movie. It holds up actually. But I'm just saying that better. if they had to like make a movie that's centered around that, then yeah, they weren't. Yeah, ready. only uh, one or Guess two years who's... later, Pelican Brief is Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts. They have some chemistry there. So. Oh, for which one? For Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief. Yeah, they made a Grisham movie. Yeah. How? What year was that though? I want to say 91 or 92. Very close to this movie. Really? Pretty okay. Close. All maybe right. a little bit. Maybe 94. Hmm. Uh, can't be any later than that. I know in the, uh, gosh, what was it, the original script, did we brush over a little bit where she was addicted to cocaine? Or she was she addicted, was addicted to, some to something. Drug. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably cocaine because yeah. it's the 90s. But so, yeah, yeah. yeah, probably, yeah. So she was, <laughs> That's the business <laughs> that drug. sweet 90s cocaine. <laughs> and so, so I think the original was she was going to be addicted to drugs, and part of the week's stay was that she couldn't do any drugs, and eventually she would find her friend being overdosed, and that was a part of the Whoa. original. Yeah, I know, wow, right? Yeah. So, yeah, she was going to die. Kit was going to die. Yeah, so yeah. Kit was going to die. That was a part of the and original. And then there was okay. like uh, they had to rescue Kit from the drug dealer Carlos or something like that. And Richard uh-huh. Gere had to beat up Carlos. I'm glad that was all. That would have been a little weird. A little to see. weird. Yeah. Uh, although he gets to punch Jason Alexander. But even then, punch. just one hit, no, he's yeah. just like, oh, my knuckles. Like, <laughs> but I'm saying, like Nick, I've been watching a lot of Law and Order, SVU, and I was seeing a lot of those <laughs> things going on. And Tyler, you mentioning all the scenes that didn't happen. Yep. Get uh, Olivia Benson in here and uh, <laughs> Elliot Stabler. They got it from here. Where's Ice-T? <laughs> yeah. Ice-T, yeah. come on. <laughs> Start saying some of the weird stuff that you say on the show. <laughs> Do we have to pay law and order for you, the sounder, the little hammer drop? <laughs> I don't know, I'll put it in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, you know, for me, the, the chemistry between the two... Uh, would solve any sort of script or logic problems I had with the movie. And I think there's very few to begin with anyway. But they're so good together. And the happy ending is an amazing choice. To go with the... I don't know what that movie is with the dark ending. It actually is in line with when the movie came out because Mm -hmm. the movies were a little bit darker back then. Uh, But the happy ending, it just... just felt so organic it felt like it had to have yeah. it so and it sets the genre it really it's, does it, really it defines it defines everything fire, yeah. it gives you the rules now when did the graduate come out i'm you're the encyclopedia uh, that's gotta be is that 
pre or post uh, Pretty Woman? Oh, it's pre. Way it's pre. pre? Okay. Yeah, pre. So I feel like that's yeah. another one. But the one graduate has a rough too. ending. Yeah, that one has a, a more realistic ending, right? ending for sure. So I don't know about realistic, but it's definitely oh, like you yeah. run away with the bride and you know what you're going to do next. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Wait, are you saying more realistic compared to this movie? Come on, Nick. He rolls up in a limousine with an umbrella. A white, a white, oh, yeah. A white limousine. He's rolling out of there. Like, that's more realistic. <laughs> I, I want to believe it's realistic. <laughs> oh, Let yeah. me believe. Let me have the fantasy. I want the fantasy, right? I want the fairy tale. That's the whole point. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any final thoughts you want to share on this movie? Well, one thing I did want to share. So Richard Gere, he wrote and performed that that actual piece on the piano. Oh yeah, I read he that actually, too, which is crazy, uh, right? Yeah, man. And I, I remember like listening to it this time. Like I didn't. I was trying to recognize now that I'm a little older. Like, do I know what that piece is? There's no rhyme or reason to it. No, so. no, yeah. Mm-hmm. He give they give him credits in the in the credits, and it's like it's kind of an angry. It's kind of performed. an angry piece, right? It's uh-huh. probably like I have to be so stoic in this movie. I'm pissed. So I'm gonna pound it out on the piano, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a couple of questions. When she leaves, why why do you think she leaves? Is it is it organic? Does it make sense? Is it because she's a prostitute and he's a billionaire and that's just she sees no future there? I saw it as where he wanted her to stay in New York and I think she wanted to go with him to was New York. Was that a bad offer? Because I'm I a mean, little bit I'm like from the guy's perspective, <laughs> I'm wondering like I'm just wondering like I think we need to apologize <laughs> to everyone out <laughs> there for <laughs> I'm just saying because he she says like I he says I never treat you like a prostitute and then he walks away and she's like you just did. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do get that that, but he does say like this is what I'm capable of. And if you come with me, maybe things can grow from there or whatever. Right. I don't know. I don't think he yeah. meant it exactly the way, like, but I guess. I, I, that's where I see it, why she left was because right. of that reason that right basic there. Offer. Where it was like, you know, that's just prostitution with extra steps. No, but, so. it, it, <laughs> but it's one of those, it's, it's a situation where she's falling in love with him and she can tell that he's falling in love with her, but he's going to keep her all at arm length away. Right. And as long as he can control the situation, exactly, which exactly. Isn't fair to her. And right. it's yeah, it definitely isn't it. fair for her. Yeah, that's and she could see that. I get it. I get it. I suppose that's. I suppose that's true. With with <laughs> this movie, I mean, it's fun. I like it. It definitely sets a genre. Without it, we wouldn't have all the-, the other million things that lined up after it. And yeah. Julia Roberts really does sell this movie for me, and that's where it becomes a little bit more interesting when you learn a little bit more about her character and definitely just the chemistry of her in general on screen with really everyone that she interacts with on that, you know, throughout the whole entire course of that movie. Mm. Her her charisma just really plays off well off of everyone. Oh, yeah. So, I yeah. mean... Does, does this movie, if it's updated overall, work today? Oh, if it's like remade, remade or with like you take out the cell with phones my Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> you, just said, you just said that this movie's not going to get remade. No, no, I'm saying does it? it, it listen, they remake everything, right? Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't really matter what I say. <laughs> does it work today if it's basically the same thing? Just updated. Gender ties. swapped or not gender swapped? It needs to be gender. Does it work gender swapped? I would love actually. it. If it was I kind of think it would work gender swapped. We've actually seen it, right? So, Wasn't there a movie with uh, uh, Dermot Mulroney and the lady from uh, Will and Grace? It's kind of they kind of already God, did it. I don't actually. know. Yeah. yeah, they kind of already did it. Uh, <laughs> I, I would. Think I remember that, thinking that movie was all right, watchable at least. Yeah, I would definitely think that it would need to be gender swapped, and because now again, it's looking at it at another time. It was a snapshot of the past, and there are some things that if they ha- if they updated it to today's standards. It more than likely wouldn't be a good movie. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't really know the answer. Actually, I, mean, I wish it would because again, I want more movies sort of like this, or at least in the same family as this. The only reason I would want a gender swap is because a lot of times now, whenever something gets remade or redone and it's gender swap, it's swapped. always girl. It's always like a 
the men turn into women and yeah, you know, so on and so on. I want, yeah, so so yeah. I want I want, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I, I want it because it's always the men turn into women. I want to see something where the woman turns into the man. And so that's what <laughs> I, that's why okay. I want to see. This is the yeah, best so. case for that to work. I yeah. think like if they did it well, it probably could work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my big question on it was okay, so you guys have seen the movie now. Do they end up staying together in movie land? Like, does Edward and Vivian work out? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I mean, it's the fairy tale, so I would like to think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought about it. I spent like 10 minutes actually processing it and thinking about it. Well, he did a lot of changing in the span of one week. Yep, everyone and knows he can change you... in a week. <laughs> and he did give up, what, a multi-billion dollar contract so that he can build ships because he never great big ships. Yeah, because he doesn't build anything. He, he just was... rips things apart. Yeah, it's a good yeah. Ralph Bellamy as uh, James Morris. I like that part. That was a good part. You know, I would like to believe it, but if it was under today's standard, I probably don't think it would happen. <laughs> I like, think she would get jaded at some point, and so would he, and then he would turn into a life of mistresses and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then Elliot Stabler and Olivia Benson are on the scene because Julia Roberts' <laughs> head has been smashed. No, it doesn't in. go that dark. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't go that dark. What's but, the movie that's coming? out with uh we just talked about it joe or not joe rogan joe's apartment uh, no <laughs> that should be redone by the way anyway oh, seth, uh, seth rogan yeah the seth rogan and charlie stone like oh hey uh, no yeah good, vice versa yeah. pretty woman right there kind of except eh, it's got some it's gotta, in the family right yeah it's in the family. Uh, they have some like, it branches similar off themes. she's running for president or something, yeah, something like that she's a yeah. politician or maybe she's a president already and he's just a goofball yeah he's a goofball he's not a prostitute that we know of i kind of like it it looks like a movie but if they do a male prostitute in the Remake. It's been done. That would be hilarious, though. Oh, I just can't wait to see it. You... One thing that I think is hilarious in these gender swap movies is where they make the man a complete idiot. Like, yeah. he doesn't know anything. Like, in the Ghostbusters uh, gender swap I thought that was remake. the best part oh, of that movie. Oh, Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, was the best part of that, that. movie. Oh, yeah. when he's he's just, the only good part of that movie. He's really. just a complete idiot in the <laughs> yeah. entire movie. I'm like, oh, okay. They gave uh, the he's secretary straight, in the original. Straight ri- eye candy for the ladies. Yeah, but the secretary in the original Ghostbusters. Amy Potts. She's yeah, great. She, she was, she's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to make Chris Helmsworth an idiot. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that really worked because he's just like, which one of these no, makes no. me like a better doctor? And like, <laughs> no, and I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, if you were to seriously remake it and gender swap it, I would say get what's his name, Matt, Bo- Matt what you, Boomer, what Matt you, Bomber, Matt Bomber, yeah, Matt, Matt Bomber. No, not Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Matt LeBlanc in late nineties, it probably would have been. Oh yeah, that probably would have been. Probably him, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc, and Matthew you, Perry. What do you Put call it there. though? You can't call it Pretty Woman. Pretty so. handsome man. You call handsome it pretty handsome, 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 handsome man. man. Yeah, handsome yeah. man. So you <laughs> call it handsome man. If I don't know, I kind of think that works. Oh man, everyone, get on Twitter right now. Get on Instagram, tweet or at or. Hashtag DM. handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag handsome man and then tag uh, Adam Sandler in this. Tell him to do this movie. <laughs> There's an executive listening to us. He's just writing all these down. Like, go on. Keep on going. Like, right. <laughs> More ideas. I'm going to throw in a quick TM uh, on <laughs> handsome man. so that uh... <laughs> More Adam Sandler ideas, please. <laughs> what What's more likely to trend? Hashtag garbage boy or hashtag uh, handsome man? I don't know. Uh, oh, man. Probably both at the same time. So. Uh, I'm going to go check if that URL is up so that I can add that to my alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we make of their alter Ultimate chemistry. Is this the best movie couple of all time? The best movie. That's a good question. Perspective though. from a younger crowd, right? So who's better than 
uh, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, God, Meg Ryan, Tom I can, Hanks, <laughs> Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I, I think I they had that much. Now you're putting me on the spot. I don't know if Best I can come movie it off. Couple. Uh, come They've in, done a lot of ratings on this, head. and usually this is near the top, if not the top. Their wow. chemistry is really good. I'll give it to them. That it's Did anybody really see Runaway good. Bride? Anybody see? No, it? I haven't no, seen Runaway Bride. It's all right. It's watchable. Man, I can think of good like TV couples. But it's hard to think of good movie couples. Who's the yeah. best TV couple? Oh, I would Mulder and Scully. Mulder and Scully. Oh, well, yeah, they are kind of. I a love couple, their yeah. chemistry. It's unbelievable. And they say... don't even like each other, or maybe uh-huh. they've gotten along now. But I know for a while they're. They it didn't grows. Like each other. So it, yeah. it grows. It's like a real, they have a son uh, it's like together. A real relationship. Right? <laughs> Spoiler alert! But <laughs> who's an alien? Yeah, who's an alien? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, things don't end well. <laughs> but um, oh, by the way, their son. The uh, he's uh, God from Shawshank Redemption. What is his name? The main character in Shawshank Redemption. Tim Robbins' character. Tim, that's Tim Robinson's son. Tim Robinson's oh, son really? actually plays oh, uh, Moldy's son in the in, X-Files. In the, okay. in the X-Files. Yeah, in the series. Wow, so. wow. But, uh, okay. Anyways, back to the original That's question. Uh, yeah, so Susan Sarandon's son. Yeah, Susan, yeah Susan Sarandon yeah. and uh, Tim Robbins or whatever. That's right. Yeah, yeah they're together. So yeah. uh, back to the original question. I would probably say Jim and Pam. Andy and April. Oh, come on. Those are those are, those are good. <laughs> out of here with that. Andy and April. Those Ross are your best ones. Ross and Rachel ones. trumps them. Oh, for I don't sure. know. They were on a break. <laughs> they were on a break. Man, I don't know what it is. Jim about... and Pam were never on a break. <laughs> I don't know what it is about David Schwimmer. I can't stand him. I, like I love. I love Friends. Is it his face? I don't know. I but... stole his haircut in like 1998, <laughs> and I kept it the whole time. I stole I Rachel's still haircut it. that but, year too. No, no, everybody stole that. Yeah, the, yeah, the Rachel. Oh man. But uh, what I have to say about David. David Swimmer is that he'll never not be Ross. Even when he was in Band the Brothers, I was like, Ross, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Get out of here, Ross. <laughs> he had a show, like a short-lived show, where he was a restaurateur, and it was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. It was watchable. <laughs> I like him as a bad guy. He's done a couple of things where he's kind of like villainous, and I sort of like him that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I don't know. He was pretty... He uh, directed a couple movies, too. He's a, He's got some directing. He's uh, a pretty bad villain now, in uh, <laughs> When They Were On A Break. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. so that's the thing. For, I've never watched all of Friends. I've seen them bits and pieces, because I was young back then when it was coming out and whenever someone asks me whenever i meet people who are very very big friends you know you know uh fans they always ask me well what do you know about friends i'm like all i know is that ross and rachel are on a break and i know the word pivot a lot and so like that's <laughs> all i know pivot. <laughs> yeah and that and joey doesn't joey doesn't share food that's the three <laughs> things i know about friends no, what so, about the turkey on the head no no, no 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 joey doesn't share food pivot and they were apparently on a break and so <laughs> oh, oh god one. so right, let's rate it let's yeah let's go into rating so all right um, I will give it. I'll give it seven gerbils out of ten. That's pretty good. Because it's pretty good. I'll you know, take it. It, it was good. It was good. You know, it's not my favorite. But then again, we're That's coming passing. off a break. Yeah, That's we're passing. We're coming off a break from doing all these superhero magic movies, and you know, there was some magic in here. But this this was needed. There was yeah. the magic of chemistry in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the magic of love. The, the magic, magic of love. love. Sure, yes, if you believe exactly, in it. Sure, it's but... the power of love. That seven... wasn't in this movie. <laughs> it but... was not. No. The Roxette song was a number one hit, by the way. So. Yeah, seven gerbils. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I actually, I'm gonna have to mirror that. I really did enjoy this movie. It was very nice. It was very fun. Me and my wife, we enjoyed it together. And there were some awkward scenes, but you know, I I don't deal with cringe very well. Like I can't watch The Office. What is what is the most cringeworthy scene in it? Is it the time where he punches her? No, it's a cringe. Well, well, that is cringy, but for different reasons. But when when she's watching uh, I Love Lucy and then she doesn't even turn off the TV. She just mutes it. And then she's like trying to be all sexy. And then she slowly undoes his pants. It was just very awkward. That it was, was awkward. a little awkward. Like, yeah. Did it, not age as well. It was... It, 
I, and I think maybe it's just because I've I've never hired a hooker in my life. <laughs> uh, Look, we don't uh, have to disclose everything yeah. on the podcast. To, to to call, for caller, for for my wife's knowledge, <laughs> I've never hired a hooker. <laughs> but Ryan's winking at us. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying it because that's the setup. It's it's just. That's all she is to him. Like, yeah. or they—they they know their roles. He's the businessman. She's a prostitute, and they're fulfilling what C- the C- deal. Cinder fucking Rella. Yeah. That's what kids <laughs> but I, I, I'm just saying that it—that was very cringy and very right. awkward. I was all like, right. ah, it's hard to sit through. I'm like, yeah, it was a little Richard. I found it to be innocent. Like the love scenes, like I thought innocent? it would be cringy, <laughs> but I thought Richard they were pretty innocent. Richard considering <laughs> <laughs> you get the blowy from uh, ah. from Julia Roberts, and that's innocent. <laughs> Listen, they're human beings. What do you think human beings do together? <laughs> I don't know. Innocent is when, like, uh, she's um, going up to Barney and it's like, I, they were mean to me and giving the money. And I was like, oh, that was very endearing. That's a very endearing yeah. scene. And mm-hmm. him, I love the scenes of those two together. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. and I liked that. Yeah. It, he was a proud father, you know. When she interrupts the conversation with one of the guests, he needs to get ready for this dinner, and she doesn't know what it is. It's amazing, and she. Yeah. He teaches her the forks. Yeah, the, the forks, and then if you're ever in doubt, you count the times yeah. and stuff. And she's doing that. At we dinner we table. talked about it in mm-hmm. Avengers, right? The fatherly figure of Tony Stark with Spider-Man, and then his daughter. As time goes on, mm-hmm. this is the same thing. The uh, even Edward Lewis has the guy that he makes the business deal with, puts his hands on his shoulder, and he says, "I'm proud of you." Yeah, and the mm-hmm. and Nick, character. So. That's innocent, <laughs> but <Yeah>. him <laughs> sitting in a chair while she gyrates her shoulders and like undoes his belt ah, that's weird I, I think we can all agree the best sex scene in all of movie history is team america with the puppets <laughs> well you know what i would and, I, and that is insanity right but the mcgruber one also gets a shot oh, oh yeah, 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 the MacGruber yeah. One is a solid oh my goodness <laughs> all right let's rate it i'm sorry I okay, you, right. everybody. uh <laughs> Wait, what was your rating, Ryan? Oh, I, I, I'm mirroring you. I'm gonna give it seven Richard Gear nipples out of ten. Cool. <laughs> Wait, isn't that fourteen? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, they only showed one nipple. So. Oh, okay, all right, one nipple. All right, what about you, Nick? What you well, mean? you know, this is uh, this is gonna be problematic for the podcast because I was called out last week for the Shawshank scale, the one through ten scale, and I give a lot of movies that six, six and a half range that are watchable. Pretty Woman is an all-timer for me. <laughs> it is a very, very high 8.5. On the show, oh, wow. those are very, oh, very. Wow. It's in the same pantheon as something like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters, uh, Up in the Air. I think was an eight, eight, eight point five. Uh, so it's an all-timer for me. And you hear to that? Me, you hear that? Stood the test of time. You hear that, Marvel fans? Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired! This is a movie I want to see more yeah. of. I I want that sort of. Uh, I want that Cinder fucking Rella story. <laughs> I want it back on the screen. I want new uh, Richard Gears, a new Julia Roberts born, uh, so we can have more of these movies out there. And I and I would say this. Don't ever remake it. You know, sure, you want to gender swap it or something fun, call it something different, but don't remake Pretty Woman because Pretty Woman still holds up today. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Forget Hawkeye and Black Widow. It's all about Edward Lewis and Vivian Ward. Does, does Pretty <laughs> Woman work with Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, they have pretty good chemistry. Handsome man or Pretty Woman? <laughs> yeah, no, you man. do both. Yeah, do it, we'll do it both ways. <laughs> oh, man, you caught a, was it Budapest? In the Budapest, call, yeah, yeah, call yeah, Budapest. Yeah. There you go. Are we going to see that in a prequel? We're probably going to see that. In I, a I feel like we should. Yeah, no, we should. yeah no, I'm sick of hearing about it. I want to see it. Right? I, I don't think they will because you know they want to have their little in jokes. They want they want their little Easter eggs, and it's more than likely going to stay an Easter egg. It kills the magic. 
What about it's so true. they? I, I've read like twenty five things since Ed Game ended, where they come up with different ways we see Tony Stark again in the MCU. Does he show back up? What do you guys think? I think he will. I think he will too. As but... a voice or as like a person. Probably like an AI, yeah, probably AI, some sort of yeah, some sort of Jarvis AI. kind yeah, of you know thing too. right yeah. there. That's the most logical. I mean, yeah, I think I think he'll show up. Um, as far as other characters from there, I think Vision's is Vision going to come back? No, nah. is he part of a? There's like a he's part of the TV show. It's a TV Wanda, show it's called Wanda Vision, so I would assume they really could have picked a better title. Nah. <laughs> I don't know how he comes back without an Infinity Stone. They really, yeah. So, oh, we'll see. But yeah, with with Tony Stark, I like. I think he'll come back. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans, I think he's more willing to kind of sit out permanently, but I think Tony Stark. There's a great interview on IMDb.com with Anthony Mackie where Anthony Mackie didn't know the ending of the script, uh-huh. and Chris Evans like was the one who put you know put his arm around him and was like, "Did you read this? Have you read? Have you seen what happens?" Uh, it's a pretty cool moment. Oh wow! Check wow. that out. I'm wow. gonna check out that yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah check it so, out. It's pretty cool. About eight I, minutes or something. It's I do like that he got the title of Captain America. Me too. America, I think it was, it was yeah, the one I, I wanted. Either way, I wouldn't have been mad, but yeah. I think he, he was the one I wanted. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We've got Mel. So, uh, same thing, guys. If you want to reach us, you can always go to TalkingFlick at gmail.com or even Twitter. We'll even say it in TalkingFlick so, at gmail.com. Yeah, so uh, this email we got is, with Endgame making all the money in the world, do you think Avatar 2 or any upcoming movie might dethrone Endgame? From Toby. Toby, thank you for the question, Toby. Toby, why, I, I don't understand why you even asked this question. Toby, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love our fans. And I That's encourage, a good question. It's a, it's a I fair encourage question. you guys to message us and DM us and send in the emails. But you're Tony. an awful person, Toby. Toby, <laughs> come on. You already know the answer to that question. <laughs> so it's going to be Toy Story 4? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be Aladdin. Come on. Oh, yeah, gonna yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> it's going to be Handsome Man with Adam Sandler. Everyone knows. That? First of all, I we, wish. <laughs> I wish. We got to adjust for inflation. Let's get back on track with some of that. These movies are like out of control with the, with some of this. Oh yes, I forgot. In the in the future, movie tickets are going to be fifty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> come on, that's ridiculous. I think like in December you have Star Wars. Oh so yeah, but do you think Star Wars is gonna? I don't know. I mean, the cause... the last Jedi didn't do as well as the Force right. Awakens, so who knows? But this is supposedly the end, so it'll be a big event. But even with the Force Awakens, that didn't beat out Avatar. So, no, but I it mean... was in the ballpark. Like, it was in the ballpark. Yeah, okay. in, I think Avatar is what two point nine or two point eight. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Force Awakens two point two, two point three. I so. think. I think a better question to ask is. Is a company other than Disney going to top Ooh. Marvel? That's a good question because yeah. that would be, you know, so what? who produces Avatar? That that would be the one just that's James possible. Cameron. Yeah, James Cameron. <laughs> just him alone. Just James Cameron. He makes all that money. Got I, that I would Titanic ho- I, money. What I, what I would say is I hope so. Uh, you mm. know, I prefer a Star Wars movie on top than an MCU movie, but I would hope something comes along unexpected, like Titanic and takes over the world mm-hmm. and blows everybody out of the water. I don't know. I really don't know because the pedigree, you look at all the years and the buildup and the anticipation, that's what made close to $2 billion. They earned it, like yeah. we talked about. I, certainly, I agree they earned so it. So I, I can't see a single standalone film coming out of nowhere being able to top this. The thing, like, we, we didn't talk about this, but pretty Pretty Woman week one, I think, was number one. It opened with like 11 or $12 million. Week two, it had $14, 15000000 million. The real sign of a great movie is it goes up in percentage over time, right? Avatar held on to its percentage for a long, long time. Titanic did the same thing. Force Awakens did pretty good, but it was still like around a 50% drop-off. Uh, what was... Uh, 
and Endgame was 350. Was that the opening weekend? I think that was 350, yeah. Somewhere around so. there, right? So it's going to be projected around 156, 157. So it's a 50% cutoff, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to make $2 billion in two weeks, right? So if it gets to $3 billion, you know, most of the money, two-thirds of the money it makes are in those first two weeks. If it holds over the over time, it's more warranted, right? Mm-hmm. I think that Endgame ultimately will be somewhat forgotten in a handful of years. Ooh, and that's I why don't I know. think it's not, yeah. okay. I think that's it, why I don't love it as the number one of all time. Okay. I, I think it if might, you care about that stuff. I agree with that that I think over time that it will not forgotten, but not held not to forgotten. the same not not to, uh-huh. not held to the same esteem. But in terms of topping it, in terms of the amount of money that it made, I, I believe that if they came out with a machine that can see into the future and it showed the end of the world it will still not beat the amount of money that Endgame made. Uh huh. I mean, I would say that as far as Endgame goes, it's going to stand that test of time. The other Marvel movies, like your Thor 2s and gosh, I don't know what else, you know? <laughs> uh, your other ones similar to that, your Iron Spider-Man Man 2s, Man, yeah, your yeah. Amazing Spider-Man those will not be as remembered, but I think Endgame just because... It's the end of that long saga of just all these movies coming out. You know, twenty-two movies to back it up. Like so. I said, like I said last week, because it's twenty-two films, it's it's earned, and what they did is cinematic history yeah. just by doing that alone, mm-hmm. keeping the same characters, same writers, same directors in some cases all the way through the line, right? But you know, they show The Godfather still in movie theaters once every six months or whatever. Right. Are they going to do that for Endgame? Ooh, probably nah, not. Yeah, probably not. So, we'll have to wait thirty years, but we'll let you know. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I ranked all twenty-two movies on my uh, on my blog, RealWatchability.com. Uh, did you guys have what was it? was Endgame in your top five of the Marvel twenty-two? Oh, the Marvel, yeah. It was in both of your tw- uh, top five. Yeah, yeah, I put it in my top I five. I put it in my number top one. Five. So Yeah, you had a yeah, number, had one. number still, one. You still you so. still feel good about that a week later? It's not yeah, in my top three. I would three, still feel though. good about that. Not in my top later, I think I put it so. three. I think really, I put it three or four, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I gotta, I gotta look. I it think up. I would put mine five. Five, yeah, yeah that looks yeah. about somewhere anywhere in that range mm-hmm. is pretty good. So again, like maybe they show the Avengers in six, seven years in a movie theater or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Endgame is is the one that really is going to stand out ultimately in twenty five years. Oh, or whatever. I guess it's the thing yeah. with classics; you just have to wait to see until they become classics. Uh, so, so can I throw this out there? Okay, the one thing that I could see that potentially had the same amount of money-making ability was when Harry Potter first came out. Oh, mm-hmm. And, uh, like... That la the ending of the series the what 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 was that Deathly book? Hollows De- Part Two Deathly Hollows yeah. Part Two how much money did that make Oh Does God, that's a good know? quite a really. quite a bit yeah, yeah but quite not bit. close to this right No 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 Okay I, if it crossed a billion I'd be somewhat surprised Yeah and I, what I'm just saying is that I had Endgame Three <laughs> Yeah <laughs> everyone everyone loved Harry Potter they read the books growing up and mm-hmm. they were the movies were so highly anticipated and they even were event still, films Yeah yeah they were event films and even still like I don't kind of came and went, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and really, the Fantastic Beast movies have not done particularly well when you look at the Potter movies. Yeah, but they're making less. The yeah, I, but the the fan base is still there. They still do marathons of all the movies on Sci-Fi and sure. all of that. And I think that's going to be the same route with the Marvel movies. I see them on TV all the time, TBS, mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm just saying that. I don't think that there's going to be another movie that's going to impact as heavily as mm-hmm. this movie has that has made that much money. Um, See, and- I think it's more about the event of it than it is the actual movie itself. That's why I think in 20 years people won't really consider okay. it that mm-hmm. much. 
Oh, so real credit quick. to them for building the event, but the movie itself, I don't know that it's that much of an achievement. Uh, Harry Potter, the second Deathly Hollows, it made $1.3 billion. That's pretty good. Yeah, so yeah, pretty, good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah that's pretty another, good. Where does that rank all time? Yeah. Are you looking at the all-time list? Yeah, that is a cumulative worldwide gross right mm, there. So that's good. just the second movie worldwide for, looks like, until April 2013. Yeah, so. and, and hey, that's great, you know, but again, we're coming up close to $2 billion and it, it's going to break rising, that. It's yeah, estimated it's rising, to break that. So. Yeah, yeah. Avatar five might break it. Who knows? Yeah. Or Avatar six. Just keep on pumping them up. Yeah. The the adjusted for inflation all time list is Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, uh, Sound of Music, E. T. Titanic. That's Ooh. your top five. <laughs> so there's not a Marvel movie in there actually. <laughs> the first Marvel movie that shows up, man, the Star Wars is higher up than the Marvel movies. Marvel's Avengers number twenty nine. Mm. So you got to consider like actual tickets and butts in the seats. It's it's a little bit less than what we think it is. Mm. All right. So we'll move on to our next segment. Uh, recommendations. Anything you guys are reading, watching, listening to that you want to recommend. By the way, The Graduate, number 22 title. <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Graduate in person, by the way. I saw the play, which changes the ending just a tiny, tiny bit, but still uh-huh. pretty, pretty amazing. I saw Jerry Hall, Mick Jagger's old girlfriend, as uh, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, so recommendations, right? Recommendations, yeah, obviously. Recommendations. Game of Thrones. We talked about it over and over again. You got to be watching that. That's pretty much uh, all I have. I don't think I watched anything super, super uh, amazing. There's that Bondage show on Netflix. Oh, I saw um, another it's, Netflix It's not original. terrible. I watched one episode. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. So check that out. Uh, for me, I haven't been watching a lot of stuff outside of the movies that we do for Talking Flick. Some SVU when I'm cooking or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, a little SVU <laughs> in the background. When I do have some free time, I'm ashamed to say that I was really addicted to the game Terraria, and it's been out for a long time. You can get it on any system nowadays. You can probably get it on one of those uh, refrigerators with the screen on it and stuff. But um, <laughs> It's a good game. It's uh, it's kind of action-adventure, crafting and building and stuff like that. And I'm ashamed to, to like it as much as I did. And I put in quite a bit of hours into it. But I recognize that, so that's going away now. So I can focus <laughs> on the things that I need to do and be an adult. Watching Star Wars. <laughs> that's right. you got to get on board with Star Wars. Um, I watched Dracula Untold. It was that it. early. Yeah. Oh, God, 2000. 10 maybe 2011 it was almost supposed to be the beginning of the uh, monster verse yeah so it was kind of in there it was uh luke evans who plays gaston in the beauty and the beast uh live action yeah so he plays dracula first time watching it was on hulu you know it's all right it's not as bad i liked it i liked it better than the mummy that's what i'll leave it as you know Uh, with the tom cruise tom cruise yeah Tom Cruise <laughs> mummy, I liked it better. Brendan Fraser mummy, that will always be, that will always be like number one in my heart. So yeah, and I yeah. like that movie. That's it's, like Indiana Jones with mummies. That's yeah, what, that's it's, what I like it's about. good. I, <laughs> one day maybe we'll do the mummy here. I don't know, but we'll get to it's, it. That that it holds a number one, like it just it just holds a special place in my heart okay. with Brendan Fraser. Right, right. You know, it really does. And he almost died in that movie too, like yeah. in real life. Like <laughs> And Brendan Fraser, he holds a nice place in my heart too with monkey bones and bedazzled and all Back with Doom Patrol, Encino Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Encino Man. Oh, Encino Man. Encino Man is a classic. <laughs> Polly Shore. <laughs> oh god, Polly Shore. What happened there? Oh man. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for us to do a Polly Shore movie. I, Bio can, Dome. I can I can Bio wait. Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call out sick that week. Oh, man. All right, Ryan. Where can we find you at? Okay. Well, if you like listening to my voice, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. It is a D&D 5th edition real play role play podcast I do with a couple of friends. 
I'm the dungeon master. I set up a skeleton story and I let these guys run wild within my world. And it's pretty epic. It's pretty funny. We laugh. We cry. Well, we don't really cry. But hey, we have a lot of fun when we do it. And if you're into fantasy, if you're into swords and sorcery, come check us out. It's Dragon Questicles. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you just want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. And also, if you want to check it out, you can go to GarbageBoy.com. That'll link to our GarbageBoy.com. Yes, that will link yeah. to our How do you spell dragon it? boy with an eye, right? <laughs> yes, boy with an eye. <laughs> Garbage boy with an eye. Uh, it'll link to our Dragon Questicles website. So yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with my brand, but building the brand nonetheless. <laughs> there it is, one step at a time. I'm a fan of the Questicles. I love that show. Check it out again. Hashtag just watch it. Game of Thrones. Just the, did we send you? Did we send you oh, the yeah. opening sequence of Game of Thrones where it's like building the world piece by piece? Oh yeah, it's yeah, like no. made for you, man. And I respect it. I respect it. Also, use that hashtag. Hashtag, give me those questies. Yeah, or, give me those questies. No, <laughs> give me those questicles. Give me those questicles. Yeah, give yeah. me those questicles. On Keep show. on doing it and show me that you want to see I these I feel like you're embarrassed by us for the other pod. <laughs> you want to invite us to the other pod, you're embarrassed by us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can always find me at Real Watch on Twitter. Give us suggestions. Give us listener questions. Uh, yell at me for my really, really high rating of Pretty Woman, an absolute classic from 1990. <laughs> if you want some perspective on how I look at these movies, what the 10s, what the 9.5s, what the 9s are, you can always go to realwatchability.com. And what do you got, Tyler? As always, I appreciate you humoring me by letting me pick a movie. (laughs) And I'm glad I took you out of your comfort zone and made you look at Richard Gere's nipples for a little while. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It held on for a minute. So it was... (laughs) Yeah, it was a good second. I expected it to be worse, so I'm glad we made it all the way through. All right, guys. As always, we're Talking Flick. If you want to chat with us or send us emails, recommendations, you can reach us at talkingflick at gmail.com. Big one is Twitter, Talking Flick... Or, sorry, Flick underscore talking at Twitter. If you want to reach us out there recommendations chat with us a bit too as well if you're a big time fan in the show you can always support us with patreon there is a link at basically every episode you listen to there's always going to be a link in there if you want to help support the show keep the lights on so that we can give you guys more content uh if you really want to help out the show too as well you can always leave a review at whatever podcast app you're listening to us on as always the apple is the biggest one right there if you're gonna rate us rate us on itunes yes please do so and five can, stars <laughs> and you can go to talking flick com and it'll lead you right to the Apple site. A few clicks and boom, you can review us. Yeah, TalkingFlick.com. You're already right there, guys. So thanks for listening so much, guys. Why don't you finish this off, Ryan? All right. That was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Yeah.